And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I am recording this right after game time. The Lightning just wrapped up a 5-2 win in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals over the Dallas Stars. Uh, Just an incredible game. A lot going on in this game. Of course, the big storyline is Stammer is back. Uh, Only played 2 minutes and 47 seconds. Um... Had on his first shot since probably February. Yeah, he got hurt. Last time we saw Stamkos, it was end of February, right before he had that core injury that would have sidelined him through most of the playoffs if we played had a normal timeline then. Uh, his first shot since February and went in. It was an incredible shot. It was vintage Stamkos. We'll get into that in just a little bit, but first of all, go ahead, like, and subscribe to the show. Uh, follow uh, the show on Twitter at LO underscore Lightning. You can give me a follow as well at APDanker, D-E-N-K-E-R. I tweet about everything about the Lightning, of course. Hockey in general and some sports and just a just a bunch of other nonsense as well. So, yeah, uh, great game. Obviously, the four... This was, you know, the whole storyline surrounding this was Stamkos uh, wanted to see how he did. Uh, like his, like I stated just a few moments ago, his ice time was very limited. That was kind of expected. The only issue I had with this was that if Coach Cooper um, kind of knew that Stamkos wasn't able to play an entire game, um, I didn't like the fact that guys like uh, Yanni Gord. Um, I believe it was also, I could, I think Paquette or, uh, I don't remember who the other guy, maybe a Maroon. Um, they kind of had to fill in there, uh, take extra minutes. Um, Stamkos was playing in on the fourth line, which, you know, that was the only place they really could have played him. You don't want to mess with the first line, of course. Uh, definitely don't want to mess with the third line. Second line, eh, everything's really starting to, is starting to click in this series. Uh, so you don't really don't want to mess with anything. Fourth line is really where you could stick them. Where there's really only really wiggle room now for Coach Cooper to really play around with that last line, as we've seen throughout this whole playoff run. So let's jump right into it. First period, like I spoke on the last episode, I stated that it would have been very important for the Lightning to get off to a fast start to really uh, put the pressure on Dallas early on. And so about, I want to say, midway through the first period, Kucherov forces the turnover in the neutral zone. Scores easily on the breakaway. I mean, Kucherov, one-on-one with the goaltender. Nine, nine and a half times out of ten, he's scoring that. So he gets his seventh goal of the playoffs. Lightning are up, one nothing. And then Gurionov. Uh, see, I wanted to mention this, uh, just the state of fact. So a little before that, I believe Gurionov on the breakaway prior uh, Hedman breaks up the play from behind on the back check. 
uh, does an absolutely fantastic job to break up the scoring chance for Garyanov. Um, just remember, this is a play that's being, you know, a, a player who finished third. I'm going to repeat that, third in the Norris Trophy standings. Um, I haven't really talked, spoken about it since uh, they announced it. Really didn't want to, but um, Hedman proved why he really, in my opinion, was robbed. Um, Roman Yossi, of course, got selected uh, as the Norris Trophy winner this year. In my opinion, I'm not taking anything away from Roman Yossi. He's a very good player. He's been a very good player for a very long time now. I just feel like this is more of a kind of, well, you know what? You had a great career. You're still, you know, you're, it's not over, but you've been you've been a very uh, stable player throughout your whole career, and uh, this is more so good job to you on that instead of you know good job on your season. I mean, if you look at the numbers between him and Hedman and Carlson, I mean, the the case could be made. I was I really honestly thought that Carlson was going to win, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. So. A little later on, Steven Stamkos rips one from a sharp angle, far side. I was, I, any other player, I would have been shocked that this went in. But Steven Stamkos is just one of the top scorers in the league when he's healthy. Keyword, healthy. Um, first shot of the game, first shot since February. And we're up to nothing. This was just an incredible goal. Great, uh, just a great story. First game back in forever. Guys battled through injuries, not only throughout his career, but this year especially. And comes back, first game, game three of the Stanley Cup Finals. Scores a goal in his first shot. I mean, he couldn't have written it up any better. Uh, you know, even though his ice time was limited, it was great to see Stamkos really go out there and uh, play. It was nice. Um, you know, you really, it would have been sort of, a downside um, if the Lightning, you know, ended up going through up this whole playoffs and we didn't get a chance to see the captain out there on the ice. So at least we got to see him. Uh, if we're going to see him for the rest of the series, I'm not sure. We'll have to see. I don't know if Coach Cooper is going to risk having, you know, the, the other forwards kind of carry the ice time for Stamkos throughout an entire game if he's only going to really be capable of playing one period. So we'll have to see what happens um, on the off day tomorrow, what Coach Cooper says, as well as what might, what he might say um, on Friday. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, so, yeah, um, Eric Chernak gets a little later on. Eric Chernak gets two minutes for tripping. Dallas gets called for interference with 39 seconds left. Vasilevsky um, turns over the puck. Uh, and after a few bad giveaways, Dallas scores a shorthanded goal. Game is now 2-1. I've been talking about this uh, throughout the entire playoffs. Um, it wasn't exactly a huge big deal. I said I was only going to make really a big deal about it uh, until you know it really started, until it resulted in a goal. Uh, Vasilevsky has been somewhat careless throughout this entire playoffs handling the puck. Uh, and it came back to bite him in this situation. Um, I was talk, I was texting back and forth throughout the game with Cantina Media, uh, Cantina Media's Brian Sauce, uh, who 
was on the show. He was actually the first guest of Locked On Lightning. So if you want to go back and listen to our conversation way back in the early days of Locked On Lightning, that was a great talk that I had with him early on um, in the season. Uh, we were texting back and forth. Uh, I, I was telling him, you know, we were discussing how, how it was kind of surprising how, you know, this it wasn't a big deal, but it was something that you would expect maybe there to be maybe talked about a little bit more across the board uh, in other outlets as well. I feel like I've really been the only one that's been discussing this throughout this whole run, how I felt, you know, and, it, and obviously, you know, the Lightning won the game, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, it wasn't like it tied the game or it really gave any momentum to Dallas. Uh, but it did result in a goal the, the following sequence after he did turn off the puck. But, um, you know, that's something that could swing a game if you're if you do it at the wrong time. And, you know, thankfully, Vasilevsky's team gave him an early lead. So, you know, that was a good relief there. So right before the end of the period, um, the net dislodges uh, on the Tampa side. And I've never seen this before. I've watched tons of hockey games in my life. I've never seen an instance where um, the net dislodges and... So the rule was that Dallas had to touch the puck, and they weren't going to blow the whistle until Dallas touched, had possession of the puck. So there was a good minute and a half where the Lightning had kind of some room to play with, which is interesting as to why I don't know if Coach Cooper just blanked out on the rule, but um, right there, Lightning could have pulled Vasilevsky. I mean, it didn't really make any sense for him to just stand there and do nothing. I mean, it, you know, once Dallas touches the puck it's not like they could score the net's not even up um so you know real missed a real good opportunity to get an extra man on the ice but i mean it it's not like it came back to bite them in the butt they they ended up you know winning this game of course so yeah uh that's a good good first period uh good first start like i said even though it was it was 2-1 going into the first intermission i mean it was a better start um you know the i i'm gonna say it continuously key to the series is for the Lightning to get off the fast starts, and uh, I would expect more of the same going into Game 4. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the second period, but first, let's talk about today's sponsor, and that's rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You name it, they got it. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So moving on to the second period. All right, uh, lightning go in up to one. You know, not... You know, I would have liked to have seen 2 nothing, but, I mean, you know what? They're up. They have the lead. They had the momentum. Not going to complain. Uh, and they also went into the second period with a minute 38 left on the power play. So, uh, And then 54 seconds left on the power play. Uh, Sorelli throws it out to Hedman. Right all, he's all alone in the slot. Uh, wristed past Kadobin. Tenth goal of the playoffs. 
Uh, and this is also a power play, so obviously, you know, and the big thing is, you know, this is, with this goal, Hedman uh, is really starting to make, I mean, he already was, but this is, you know, the kind of thing where the tide is kind of starting to turn in his favor for the front runner for the Conn Smythe Trophy. Now, obviously, you know, the Lightning still need to win the series. I mean, that's the, the end game. And, you know, Braden Point has been playing well, but, I mean, the significance of what Hedman's been doing throughout this entire run uh, cannot be understated. Uh, he's he's really, at times, put this team on his back, especially in those games when Braden Point missed, uh, in the games that Braden Point missed. And, you know, the Lightning were really, really looking for someone to, to really uh, take the game into their hands and... Victor Hedman's been that guy. He's right now. I mean, he's two goals away from tying Paul Coffey for the most goals by a defenseman in a single playoff. So, I mean, that that just shows you how significant and how sort of otherworldly. Um, and Coffey did that back in '87. So this shows you, you know, this this kind of performance doesn't really come around often. Uh, the guy that Hedman needs to get by, which uh, I'm sure he will, uh, with 11 goals, is Brian Leach and. The significance of that is when Leach said that that was the year that the Rangers won the Cup, 94. So that shows you, you know, um, the the formulas there. Um, obviously, you know, the Lightning, they've been having contributions from Kucherov, who's been really been the prime distributor uh, throughout this whole run. And then obviously Braden Point. Uh, you know, I tweeted during the game that the Kucherov-Point connection is just a thing of beauty to watch. Uh, when the, both those guys uh, have the space – and the time, I mean, it's it's almost a a certain a certain end and uh, conclusion that 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 it's going to end up in a goal. So um, and to note to start off this period, obviously, you know, I stated the past at the top of the show, Stamkos was on the bench for the rest of the game, but he did not play. He they were saying something on the broadcast, you know, like I said on the last episode. I try not to pay attention to that nonsense as much, um, other than Doc. I mean, it's just. It's just white noise to me. Um, it He was on the bench and he was skating and they thought maybe he put on new skates and that's why he was kind of just skating around, kind of feeling things out. Um, I think maybe whatever injury is bothering him, uh, like I've stated throughout this whole run, I guess it could be his hamstring, lower body. Um, you know, unless it's something very severe, upper body, these guys are normally able to play through it. But lower body, I mean, I would assume it's hamstring and maybe something just didn't feel right, whether he tweaked it or maybe he just – something didn't feel right and maybe him and the training staff as well as the coaching staff agreed, you know, let's not push our luck here. Um, we still we still got a few more games to go. Um, you know, why, why, why drive the entire car and burn out the tires before we get to the finish line? So – uh, I think that was kind of a smart move, but at the same time, I feel if you kind of felt going into the game that Stamkos wasn't going to play a full game, uh, Healy, I, I think Healy was on the ice for five shifts throughout this whole game. So, um, you know, I, I I just feel like you're you're really taking a chance at that point, especially if you know, you have to worry about the possibility of one of the other forwards going down with an injury. Um, you know, especially Point, who at one point left the game 
uh, went into the tunnel. It didn't look like he was hurt or anything. I mean, maybe he was looking, getting looked at. Uh, obviously, he's been, you know, since he's been missed some time, uh, he's clearly dealing with something still. And, you know, you're just kind of playing with fire there. And then basically now, you know, if, if Point goes out, let's say Point leaves the game at, at that time, then you're really down two guys and, you know, you're kind of, you're playing with somewhat of a skeleton crew out there. So, um, you know, I liked, I liked the setup of having the, the extra forward instead of the defenseman. I just feel like in that situation, um, it's safer, especially with the way guys are playing. You know, you're more so playing for the possibility of point leaving the game instead of Stamco. So, um, I would feel more comfortable with Verhage on the fourth line than Stamkos playing spare minutes here and there. So, I mean, then again, you know, the Lightning won tonight. So, I'm not going to nitpick. I'll talk about that more on tomorrow's episode. Um, tomorrow being Thursday as I'm recording this right after the game. So, moving on. Uh, Tampa Bay forces the turnover with Dallas making a, a line change. Kucherov, uh, like I just stated a couple of minutes ago, dishes off the point. This connection is just something, it, it's beautiful to watch, uh, regardless if you're a Lightning fan or you're just a hockey fan. It's, it's, it's just a great, it's just a great, uh, it's just a great combination to have, especially during this whole playoff run, especially when the Lightning are missing uh, their top player in Steven Stamkos, just to have those two guys on the same line, playing the way they're playing. Couldn't have asked for a better time for these two to, to have a real connection. Uh, sets up point for the easy goal one-timer. Lightning are up 4-1. Uh, and the Lightning were on the power play. They drew, well, they were on the PK right after. And just a great effort. Just got to give a hat tip to Blake Coleman. Uh, it was basically, the Lightning were making a change, and he went in there and caused all havoc. It was basically him. Uh, it was just 5-on-1 at that point. It was just him kind of just fighting for or th- three or four more play, uh, stars players for the puck behind the net and just wasting, you know, taking time off that that penalty, which was huge. Uh, so, you know, I, I've stated from the, the very beginning, I stayed on yesterday's episode um, with Trey Matthews, Locked on Devil's House, you know, how big uh, of an addition Blake Coleman has been, you know, even if it doesn't translate onto the score sheet. You see a lot of the things um, that, that he does that are so valuable, um, on the ice and it, and it's really been a huge difference for this team ever since the trade deadline. So a uh, little scramble up in front, Palat jams it in. Now the game's just getting a little bit out of control. Lightning are up five, one going into the third period. So, uh, you know, it, and then this is basically the nail in the coffin for Kadobin. He'll, he'll, uh, exit the game after the conclusion of the second period. Um, I I think it's a big deal, um, and it may not seem like one now, but maybe when this series is over, um, you know, we'll look back on games two and three, and them really getting to go Dobin and really seeing him not play with that kind of confidence that you saw in game one. Um, it it's it changed the series in the Lightning's favor. Um, you know they they really got to him early. They really they really piled on when it mattered, um, even though they only scored three goals. But it was in a flurry in the first period last game. But doing the doing what they did to Kadobin, um, it's a big difference. I mean, like I said, it hurt his confidence. You could t- definitely see it. 
Uh, he made some really spectacular saves, but you could tell by his body language he was still, I guess you could say, staying on. He was playing with sort of on edge, um, where he was a little rattled at times. The confidence level, you know, usually with a confident goalie, uh, when they make a save, they 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 pop right back up. You could tell that they know exactly where the puck is, and that's just a a case of the guy being in the zone. Um, we see it at certain times, obviously. We've seen it at times when when, when Vasilevsky's on. Uh, you see it all the time from this guy. But uh, Vasilevsky was a little shaky to start this one. Um, like I said before, uh, he my big issue with him throughout this whole run has been the puck handling. But, I mean, for the most part, Vasilevsky has been solid. Uh, that goal he gave up earlier in the game, the first one, uh, blocked. he should have blocked that. He, he really should have blocked that. The... Um, I believe it was the if I'm it was the uh the the when the lightning gave up the puck in their own zone. Uh, yeah, there was a guy in front and maybe he wasn't really expecting the shot, but I mean you gotta be you gotta be prepared at all times, especially when the puck's in your zone. So uh, I'm not gonna go crazy with that though. Vasilevsky's doing a good job. Um in terms of Con Smythe discussion, I think it's just come down to point and headman right now. I don't think that Vasilevsky unless he Maybe he doesn't let up another goal for the rest of the series. I, I just think this is a two-horse race at this time. So moving on to the third period. Uh, like I said, Kadobin is pulled after after the second period. Uh, gave up four goals in this one. Didn't play particularly bad. I just think that Dallas was looking at this as a situation. Um, like I said, that Tampa... They, they got to him, and they really hurt his confidence. You could see it in his body language. You could see it in his eyes, really. Um, and you could see it, especially when, when they went to when they came back from commercial break, uh, when they were about to start the third. You could tell just by the expression on his face that I he was almost in a state of shock, I guess. Um, you know, just by looking at his face. I, I mean, the way Lightning, the, the way Tampa was playing tonight, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be the goaltender either. But uh, I think that was more so Dallas just preserving whatever confidence he had left. Um, like I stated, I, I spoke about it in the Islander series uh, in game one where the Lightning dropped a, a snowman on, on the Islanders in game one. And they pulled Grice in the, in the first period. Uh, and, I, and I spoke about how sometimes with pulling a goalie, uh, can mean a number of things. It can mean to preserve, especially early on, when he hasn't really played a, a particularly bad game. But what he's done as he's 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 really, you know, it's more so to preserve the confidence or maybe send him a message like, listen, like uh, this is your one freebie. Come back and play well. Um, and that's a very slippery slope because that could really build the confidence, really motivate a player, but at the same time, it could also hurt their confidence and do a lot more damage to the player uh, mentally uh, going forward, which could cause a lot of problems for you. I mean, I think for Dallas, um, the last thing they need right now is to really have their goaltending situation blow up in their faces. Now, I saw something on Twitter that was very interesting that was brought up by a Lightning fan. Um, I don't remember who exactly it was. Uh, if, if, it if you know who you are, uh, when I say this, give a shout-out to the show and uh, – We'll, we'll, you know, tweet to us and we'll definitely give you a shout out on the Twitter page. Uh, somebody brought up the possibility of this kind of shaping up to have Ben Bishop come back for game four, play against his former team. Um, that would be a very interesting storyline. Um, 
I'm not entirely sure what the situation is with Ben Bishop. I know he was injured for a period of time, and I guess this whole Kadobin situation kind of um, got him moved out of the starting goalie conversation. I don't know if he's still dealing with an injury at the moment, but I don't know if Dallas is going to go that extreme and have him suit up and bring him back and sit Kadobin. I think if I'm Dallas right now, I, I would feel the same way if it were you know the other side of the coin. Uh, with Tampa, I think you just ride the guy that got you here. Uh, he was the, the main factor in that last series uh, against Colorado for the Stars. Um, so why, you know, why change that up? I mean, you know, yeah, he, he didn't play particularly well these last couple of games, but it wasn't just him. It was the defense. It was the guys in front of him. Um, he was almost unstoppable in game one, but you can't expect a guy to come out every single game and have that kind of performance. Um, you know, the only guy that's really consistently do- done this throughout the whole entire playoffs was uh, Thatcher Demko from Vancouver. So, and I mean, now Vancouver's sitting at home watching the game. So, I mean, that's not really a long-term recipe for success. So, um, yeah, just ride the guy that went, that got you here. And I, I just, you know, I'm not, I look at it this way. Uh, I want the Lightning to get to him early. That seems to be the thing that's really working for them. And uh, at the same time, you really don't want to rub it in their faces, especially if you got another game to play, because then that could be a huge motivation uh, for the, for Dallas, to where they could come out and easily take two games, and you know we we got ourselves a a series. So you definitely don't want that to happen. Um, but Tampa's definitely in the in the uh, in the driver's seat throughout this entire game, especially after the you know, going into the last two periods. So uh, Dallas tacked one on at the end of the game, Hiskinen, cheap goal, takes a weird bounce over Vasilevsky. Uh, it was, I, I mean, this was just, I guess, the hockey gods doing whatever they can to make this an interesting game. Uh, once again, at this point, NBC just proving that they are not unbiased at all. They just, clear, especially uh, Brian Butcher between the glass, definitely, uh, I don't know if he has money on, on Dallas to win or he has a bet with a friend or something, but, oh, man, he has been hardcore Dallas Stars fan since game one, um, especially Eddie, too, Eddie Olchek. Um, Doc, obviously, is the only one who kind of seems like he's he's neutral in this situation. But, uh, yeah, it's key situation. If, if you don't believe me, go ahead and watch. Go ahead and rewatch this on NHL TV after the Hinskinen goal. Uh, you know, they're talking about pull the goalie, do this and that. It's like, listen, the game's over. It's 5-2. Dallas and Tampa are already thinking about game four. So I don't understand why you guys are trying to fill airtime with this nonsense. So, uh, yeah, uh, game was pretty much over by then, even though ta- uh, Dallas got, got one got one more with 13 minutes left. The key for the Lightning was, and, you know, we'll have to see if it really carries over into the next game. The key for them at this point in time was, Finish the game strong and not let Dallas gain any moment, or any momentum to to really carry over to Game Four because that's what, not what you want to do. And part of that was just don't rub salt in the wound, don't don't get into any stupid altercations, especially with Jamie Ben, who uh, I spoke about on the last episode. Um, very just basically mirrors the Boston series. Whenever this team things don't go their way, it, it often results in them just trying to instigate um, confrontations and you know, results in roughing calls and all that stuff. And you, you definitely don't want that to happen. Um, and then just light a fire under Dallas uh, for the for the next game. 
so this was the fourth game for Tampa in which they won by three goals uh, throughout this entire playoff run. So, you know, they have been scoring goals regardless of, you know, who's who's on their team. And it's not just Braden Point, Kucherov, or Hedman. You know, we, we Andre Palat was hot for a couple of uh, series there. Uh, Yanni Gord has chipped in. We saw Anthony Sorelli. I mean, he's kind of not really been doing a whole lot. He did have that series-clinching OT game-winning goal uh, against the Islanders. Uh, like I stated before, Stamkos, other than his goal, really not much of a factor in this game. Uh, only played two minutes and 47 seconds on the ice. Uh, only had five shifts total. Had you know his, his first shot since, since February was a goal. So, you know, it's more so a, a good story in terms of making a return. I don't see how sustainable this kind of situation is going to be for the rest of the series. You're, you know, this is kind of the thing that could potentially burn guys out. And then now we're, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, um, but this is the kind of situation that could potentially lead to us in a game six. Now we're talking, all right, guys are tired because they've been riding the Stamkos one period or whatever. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe they were just working him back slowly in this game and maybe we'll see more ice time out of him. I didn't see anything bad from him. Um, it didn't look like he was really going 100%. Um, you know, he wasn't going crazy out there uh, too much. Obviously, it's a small sample size, only five shifts. So there's really not a lot you could really take from that other than, you know, great story. And hopefully we see more of that. Um, and then, yeah, Victor Hedman, possibly, I, in my opinion, I think he's – it's just him and Braden Point now uh, in terms of, you know, who could possibly be the Conn Smythe winner out of all this. You know, uh, uh, Hedman has has 10 points. I mean, 10 goals, 20 points, where Point has 28 goals and 11 uh, – 28 points and 11 goals. Um, and why am I really talking about this? Because in my – you know, I honestly think – I think um, – uh, barring some maybe complete turnaround in Game Four from Dallas, uh, I I think that Tampa Bay, you know, they still obviously have to win two more games, but th- I think Tampa's winning this series. I don't I don't see anything through these first three games that tells me otherwise that Dallas could really keep up with them. I mean, a huge part of their success throughout this entire run, and especially in Game One, has been Kadobin and the Lightning quickly figured them out in Game Two and Three. And I, I think he's at a very Dallas is at a very vulnerable point, vulner, vulnerable point right now. Um, if you really look at it, really look at it, um, they don't really have one top scorer. They've been having a couple handful of guys, really a goaltender by goal, you know, a goal scorer by committee situation going on there. Um, not something you really want to see. It's only sustainable. It's only really been sustainable with the Lightning, just because they're they have a lot more depth. Than Dallas, we obviously know that at this point, um, and it's just something they've had to really deal with all season long. Where uh, Dallas's style of play, especially defensive first, uh, not really a sustainable kind of style of play. We saw it in the Islander series. Uh, we saw it somewhat, not to this extreme. We saw it in the in the uh, Columbus series. A huge part of that was Corpusalo, of course. Um, just really just playing great uh, in the crease. But honestly, I'm going to say right now, I think I think this is lightning. This is Tampa's series to lose. I firmly believe that. I think that these last two games have really proven that 
Tampa's figured out Dallas. Now, unless something catastrophic happens, this series is ending in five. I'm calling it right now. I'm sure some of you are saying to yourselves, oh, that's great to hear. You know, I, I, I don't know if I could handle another long, long series. And then some of you are probably saying, well, now they're going to come back. It's going to be... It's gonna go all game. It's gonna go all the way to a game seven. What are you doing? You're jinxing us. You're sending us up for disappointment. I think Tampa has passed the test. Every series, there's an initial test or or a hump that the team needs to get by, and they passed that test. Uh, they they I, I feel like game one was more of a kind of a feeling out game. They Tampa kind of took that as all right. So this is what we're gonna to have to go up against this is what Dallas needs to do to win now if we just counter that then we win and they've done that the last two games and look what's happened so uh, I see no reason why as to Tampa can't um, can't finish this in five so we'll have to see game four is Friday and then we got a quick turnaround game five Saturday night Um, if game five is a potential series clinching game. Um, if Tampa does come up on top of that, obviously they have to win first on Friday. Um, we'll be coming out with an episode that night, if not the next morning. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll play it by year. Um, if I'm not completely losing my mind by then, if Tampa <laughs> wins, we'll have to see. So, yeah, great win tonight. Glad to see Stamkos back. Um, I would love to see him play the rest of the series, but only if he's able to go out there and play an entire game. So, yeah, uh, and continue the team to, to bring that same momentum, that same stuff, you know, that they, they, like I said, they figured out Dallas. So I don't see a reason as to why they need to change anything going into game four. So that's been it for t- tonight's episode, today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.